Okay. I don't know how to really start this. Jack usually does this, but I haven't heard from Jack for a couple of days now, which is very odd lately. So I came over to his house. He he had previously given me the code to his security system. So I came over here to check on him and uh, uh, there is nobody here. So I was walking around and checking to see if I could, you know, find any signs of him being around. But uh, all I found was that the recording equipment for the podcast was already going. So um, I was just going to leave it go. But our mailman actually stopped by with a package for Jack. So I let him in and he agreed to give me a few minutes of his time. Hopefully, we can get some of this weirdness that goes on around here straightened out. I feel weird without any intro music. I wish I wish I had some intro music for you, but uh, this is Dale Ziegenfuss, our mailman. Howdy doody. Pleasure to meet you. Um, I mean, we've met before, but it's nice to uh, be able to actually sit down and talk to you. I know you know a lot about what's going on around here, so uh, let's do a podcast. What do you think? I think it's really curious. I, I've never, uh, I've never really done anything quite like this before, but I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You'll get the hang of it pretty quick, I think. So I guess first things first. You know Jack Billings, right? We've been doing this podcast for a little bit now, and. Since we started doing it, he calls me almost every day, but I have not heard from him in about four or five days. So I was just wondering, have you seen him around at all? I haven't. I, I can see why you're concerned. That is a, a tad peculiar. No, no, I've, I've not seen him. Not on my route, at least. Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully he's okay. He has a tendency to do some weirdly dangerous stuff. Um, I hope nothing happened to him. He, I mean, I, I can tell you, he does seem like a resourceful fellow, so I'm sure whatever's going on, you know, he's taking care of himself. Yeah, I think that's true. I just wish he would return my phone calls at least so I know he's okay. Um, do you know anything about Jack Billings? I've been doing this with him for a while, but I don't really know anything about him. He has a tendency to tell me a quarter to a half of a story at the most. So if you could give me any insight on... Uh, Jack Billings, the man, I would appreciate that. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, I know a lot about him, but he's still an enigma. I mean, first of all, he's got to be the only person in this entire neighborhood that still gets magazines, plural. Some people might get a Better Homes and Gardens or something like that, but he's got about 10 or 12. He's got the National Geographic, Popular Mechanics, Better Homes and Gardens, Forbes, GQ, you know, and all that stuff. That makes sense. Even the Sports Illustrated... The Martha Stewart, you know, even the Thrasher I can see, but highlights? I don't think he has any kids in gothic beauty? What's that all about? And what about Catster? He doesn't even have cats. No, he doesn't. He doesn't like to keep animals around. It. He said he doesn't like the hair. It makes his house dirty. I can appreciate that. I, I, know, uh, I know that he's married, um, though I've never seen his wife. But she gets a lot of mail. She actually gets some packages from the Philippines pretty frequently. I'm not really sure what that's about, but, you know, in my line of work, it's better not to ask questions. I find it's usually best to keep to myself unless I see something dangerous happening. I mean, it would be an awful shame if any inappropriate behavior on my part were to lead to my untimely termination. 
not because I can't find employment elsewhere. I mean, that's not it. It's just I don't want to tarnish my reputation. That's understandable. I kind of wish Jack would get that mindset a little bit. He likes to butt in on things that are happening. You know, the really weird thing is Jack is always trying to get me to hang out with him while I'm working. I I guess he thinks because I'm a government employee that I work for him. Quote, unquote. Yeah. I've tried to explain that it doesn't work that way, but I don't think he can hear me. Oh, he can hear you. He just chooses to ignore you. Uh, okay. Be, be that as it may, it's really annoying. Yeah. I mean, he's always trying to get me to drink on the job or reveal secrets about our neighbors. A couple of times, he asked me to call in sick to take a road trip to Toledo to tour the BP oil refinery. Oof. Yeah, really weird. While you were working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was this one time, at the end of my shift... He managed to convince me to sit in that old car of his for half an hour to listen to ghosts. Oh, no. I didn't hear any ghosts. No, that's because you weren't moving. He likes to talk about haunted car, um, even though it was just the back window of his car not being closed all the way. I don't know why he thinks this is so interesting, especially with all the weird shit that happens in this house and across the street and pretty much throughout this entire neighborhood. But for some reason, he thinks this haunted car is the most interesting thing in the world. Um, We won't get into it. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in this neighborhood. He seems to be oblivious to it. He concentrates on these mundane things that happen. And uh, I don't know. He's a mystery of a person. I mean, there was this one time where Jack actually got into my mail truck while it was still moving. I was just trying to deliver a package and he just hopped right in. He even insisted on driving the rest of the route. I mean, of course, I told him that's against company policy. But when I objected, I swear it sounded like he hissed at me. Oh, no. Well, anyway, after the route was done, he drove me out to get Cinnabons. Uh I mean, it sounded kind of cool, but he had a stack of birthday-themed $1 off Cinnabon coupons in his wallet. You know, like the kind you get in a goodie bag at a five-year-old's birthday party. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you get a whole stack, but that was kind of weird. But I'll tell you what. Those bonds are delicious. Yeah, they are. He doesn't mind driving to get them either. Although, he was driving the mail truck? No, no, he just wanted to. I explained very clearly that that was against company policy. Okay. And I value my job as a postal worker. Yes, I know you do. But so yeah. he took you out to get Cinnabon then? Gotta love those bonds. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. You know, there was another time that Jack agreed to meet me at Super Beer Fun Town. You know, just to get a drink. He kept bugging me to call in sick and... You know, like I said, being a postal worker is very important. I take my job very seriously. Mm-hmm. Anyway, while we were drinking, he claimed he had used the restroom, but he never came back. Yeah, he actually told me about that. He didn't tell me why he left, but he did tell me that he left. I wish I had more insight for you on that one, but Jack Billings strikes again. He did say that you were eating uh, plain hot dogs just wrapped in a napkin. What's wrong with that? Um, I guess, I guess nothing. It just seems a little bit strange. Like, Michael, different strokes for different folks. That's, you know what? You're right. Um, but do they serve food over at Super Beer Fun Town? Well, of course they do. But it wasn't their hot dog. It was mine. You just keep plain hot dogs? Just what? In your pocket? Michael, I walk about nine miles on my route every single day. That's a lot of walking, and I get hungry. Aren't a whole lot of hot dog vendors on that route, let me tell you. No, there's not. 
Uh, okay. Do you buy like full hot dogs or do you make these at home? Do people even do that, Michael? Which, which part? I mean, I've never seen somebody make a hot dog. I mean, it's hard enough knowing that I'm eating lips and assholes. <laughs> okay, so you buy the hot dogs, and then you take them out of the bun, wrap them up in the napkin to eat the hot dogs, and then where do you keep the buns? I keep them in my mail pouch. It's the safest place. So why do you even get the buns with the hot dog? Sometimes I like to feed them to the squirrels, but lately, there haven't been a whole lot of squirrels around. There's this local kid, his name's Johnny Williamson. And he keeps shooting all the squirrels off the power lines with his BB gun. Williamson. Yeah, scrawny kid. Likes to pee on old Miss Margaret Welch's blueberry bushes. Oh, I wonder if that's the kid that Jack calls Johnny T. Couldn't tell you. Is this kid the one that's in um, the Turd Huffers band? Is he the one who walks around smoking? Oh, the one and only. Tell you what, the kid's a real asshole. But he has got a solid lead on the good weed. Bet he does. Okay, well, I think I've gotten everything about the Billings family that I'm going to. You know, actually, Michael, I wanted to ask you about something. I mean, as you know, I walk around this neighborhood every day, and I've been noticing your lawn could use a little TLC. Oh. If you need to borrow my Husqvarna Z254 26-horsepower Kohler zero-turn lawnmower, I'd be happy to do it. It's Swedish. Wow, okay, um, I have my own lawnmower, uh... But I appreciate the offer, and uh, maybe I'll take you up on it. Although, a zero-turn lawnmower, that seems a little big for my little yard. But Michael, it's Swedish. Yeah, okay. Will it keep my grass short for longer? I don't think that's how lawnmowers work, Michael. <laughs> okay. How are things going over at the General Tool Company? Oh, mm, we don't need to talk about that. It's, you know, in theory, it sounds interesting. I know that... We advertise that, you know, aerospace and all this stuff, but really all we do is just we make composite parts for the airplanes and the space shuttles. It, it's not nearly as interesting. We never see any, like, space shuttle launches or, you know, we don't even get to see the aircraft that they use the parts on. So we make parts for airplanes and space shuttles, which sounds cool, but it's actually a pretty dull job, so... That's and that's all I have to say about work. Also, when I'm not at work, I don't like to talk about work. Well, you know, in my experience, as with all things, it's all how you make it. Okay. So, um, I just want to ask you a couple more questions before we're done here. I know you're working, so... Uh, sure, I don't want to incriminate anybody, but I'm an open book. I just... Since we've been doing this podcast, I have noticed that uh, there's like some weird stuff that goes on in this neighborhood. Again, you are the man to go to for this kind of information. You know, I just wanted to know if there was any uh, like weird stories or anything that you might be able to share with us. I would like to have some of this stuff for when Jack gets back so that I can maybe ask him about them. Just general neighborhood goings on. Hmm. Well... If you want to talk about strange things in this neighborhood, you should start with this house itself. I'm actually a little creeped out being in here, to tell you the truth. It was once owned by a family called the O'Connors, and they seemed nice enough, I guess. Very private, though. They lived here about 20 years, and then one day they just kind of, I don't know, vanished. Before you know it, Jack's already moving in. Uh, I don't even think it ever hit the market. Jack did tell me some weird stuff about this house when he moved in, but... 
I couldn't get a lot of information on it. He said that there was carvings in the basement and some sort of weird like circle up in the attic from what I understand. Um, and Tupperware containers with snakes in the closet. Oh, goodness. Oh, so you don't know anything about that? No, not particularly, but I'll tell you what. It, it actually kind of sounds like the neighbors across the street. The McGregors? Allegedly, they're not there anymore, but that's some weird neighborhood folklore right there, let me tell you. Yeah, I saw that Seamus uh, passed away, but... I still see, like, at night, I still see people moving around inside that. It's, I mean, it's up for sale. There's not supposed to be anybody living there, but, yeah, it, it looks like maybe I'm just seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe Jack's gotten into my head. No, I don't think so. There's a lot of weird stuff surrounding that property. And to say that Seamus McGregor just passed is kind of an understatement. I mean, rest in peace, but that guy was found burnt to a crisp under the Benson Street Bridge on the landlocked side. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I don't know anything about it. What happened? I don't know. I think the authorities are still trying to work that out. But nevertheless, mail still goes to the McGregor house. Somebody's collecting it, and it sure isn't me. Most of the letters and packages don't even have a return address, but they're postmarked from Casadega, Florida. You know the story about Seamus' wife Audrey, right? No, I don't. If you think it was strange that he was burned to a crisp, at least he was burned outside. Poor Audrey. Oh, you know, she used to make pies every Sunday, both savory and sweet. One day, when she was doing this, supposedly she passed out and fell right into the oven while it was on. Oh. Burned to death. Huh. Yikes. Both, yep, they both went out by fire. You know, I never really thought about that before. Anyway, the old hard-of-hearing bastard was upstairs and oblivious to the whole thing. I mean, at least until the fire truck showed up. After all was said and done... And they broke the news to this guy about his wife? He asked if they were able to save any of the pies. Holy shit. I don't feel so bad about uh, them finding him anymore. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird stuff surrounding that house. You know, I've seen lots of strange things delivering mail for the past several years. You know, any one of them by itself isn't really anything to speak of. You know, sometimes you see, like you said, strange carvings or, you know animal parts or screams coming from the basement. The thing about the McGregor house is it was all of those things every day. I don't know. I don't want any part of that. Wow. Um, okay. This is a lot of information to process. I was not expecting to get all of this out of you today. You know, as a postal worker, we're encouraged to mind our own business. I would imagine people get some pretty strange packages delivered. It's the ones that move that really get me. Are there a lot of those? Define a lot. More than one. A week? Uh, I was thinking ever, but... Oh, goodness. Oh, I think I may have said too much. Maybe we should talk about something else. All right, Dale. I have one sort of last question for you. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this situation a couple of weeks ago, we had, uh, you know, David, who lives next door. Oh, I know David. Yeah. And uh, Danielle, she lives down the street. She jogs up and down the street. And I definitely know Danielle. Jack apparently saw something between the two of them where she called him a pervert and then he ran away. We've had both of them on the show. I don't think Jack knew what happened. 
and I never got a satisfactory answer from either of the people involved in the situation. I'm, I guess I'm not expecting you to actually have seen this interaction, but do you know anything about either David or Danielle that may provide some insight into this situation? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, that Danielle is quite the looker. And David, well, I mean, you've met him, right? Yeah, I've hung out with him before, but when we had him on the podcast, he was acting really weird. Yeah, I don't like to speak ill of anyone, but in my experience, guys like him, I'd keep him at arm's length. Okay, he, uh, yeah, we play cards every once in a while, but other than that... I mean, he might be harmless, but better safe than sorry. Yeah, that's good advice and uh, something I've been sort of thinking since we had him on there. And Danielle sort of seemed almost like a pervert herself. Oh, is she ever? There was this one time I delivered a package from some place called Goblin Dildo Emporium. As if that wasn't weird enough, when she answered the door, she was wearing a neon green thong. You know, with like reflective strips on the side? Like the kind of runner would wear... For, like, I don't know, nighttime jogging? Very odd. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty odd. Um, all right, you know what? I, I think I've just, I think I'm just gonna have to, uh, live with the fact that I'm never gonna know the answer to this story. All right, well, Dale, I think that we're done here. I know you have to get back to work, so I don't want to hold you up. So thank you for being on the podcast. Well, actually, before I go, there's something I wanted to ask you. Oh, okay. You see, I know Jack definitely seems like a a strange fellow. After all, a few years back, I I remember I saw Jack dressed up as Axl Rose. You know, I thought maybe it was a Halloween kind of thing, but it was April. So when I asked him about it, he said he was going to do karaoke down at the VA. (laughs) So anyway, I've been finding that whenever I stop by and take a moment to chat with him, he keeps trying to get me to play this game called Sleep Pirates. Oh. I- I'm, a, I'm a little uneasy because it doesn't sound like something I would want to play with another grown man. I-, I mean, nothing against him, just not really my thing. Yeah, um, Sleep Pirates, it does sound pretty weird, doesn't it? It's actually completely innocent. You just do your normal stuff to get ready for bed, and then uh, you you just go to bed in your own bed at your own house, and then the next day you get together and you tell each other what time you fell asleep and whoever fell asleep the earliest wins. Hmm. Those are the rules as far as I can tell. We've, I guess, played it a couple of times. Well, I feel like I might be a bit of a shoe in I mean, I start my route at 5 a.m. By 8 p.m., I am lights out. Maybe you should play Sleep Pirates for money. I bet you could get some, some money off of Jack. I don't understand. There's really nothing to understand. He thinks it's a game, even though it's not. But I'll bet you if you put bets on it, he would give he would give you money for winning. I'll be honest with you, Michael. If I play a game like that with him, something tells me he might want to pry into my life even more than he already does. And I'm already pretty uncomfortable. Okay, well, then you don't have to play. Maybe I'll start talking to Jack about playing Sleep Pirates for money. But that's a different story. Well, Dale Ziegenfuss... Thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, Michael, the pleasure was all on this side of the table. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's going to do it. I think we nailed it. 
I'm just going to have to give this to Dylan to edit it out because there's probably 72 hours of dead air before we started talking and I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So thank you for being on the podcast and uh, that's the end of the podcast. Toodles. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to Jack Billings Presents Me and My Neighbor Michael. A podcast about neighborhood goings on. You can give us a call at 216-403-7141. Tell us what you think of the show. Say hi. Or if you're not the talking on the phone type, shoot us an email at jackbillingsofficial at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you, sweetie. Do you have anything to plug? Twitters? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's Twitter it up. You guys can tweet, tweet, tweet us. <laughs> I'm at Jack Billings Pod. I'm at my neighbor Mitch One. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.